We thank you for such an awesome, awesome worship service, Father. Your presence came upon it. Our hearts were engaged in it. And I believe that we have just designed a seat for you to come and sit on through our praise and our worship. And have it, we ask, this service, the words, and have it, Lord God, with your anointing and your presence, everything that we do here this morning. In Jesus' name, have your way. Let your will be done. Holy Spirit, I ask you for your anointing in my vessel and upon my vessel to accomplish that which the Father sees fit. What Jesus, the head of the church, sees fit for every one of us. I yield myself to you in the name of Jesus. Holy are you and holy is your name. Amen and amen. Tim, I don't know. This seems very loud to me or reverbing or something. I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of, it sounds good. It sounds fine. Oh, okay. Does it sound good, everybody out there? Yeah, okay, then it must be me. All right. Okay. Maybe it's because I haven't been behind the mic for a while. Whoa. Well, glory to God on that. I don't know about that. I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> well, I got to show you something. I was just writing notes down, and my husband was here last night at the office, office, and I said to him, I said, Ray, I called him, I said, I need a notebook. I couldn't put it all on my computer, okay, and just typed it all out. But I was just scribbling down and writing things down, and when I get writing things down and scribbling it down, then it's a whole different thing. But he gave me, he FaceTimed me, and he said, Carol, there's only small notebooks. And I said, no, there's got to be a big one, you know, like, you know, a regular notebook that you take to school. And he picked this up and he showed me this. I said, that's the one I want. And this is what he showed me. He said, Carol, there's only this. <laughs> this is, oh, wait, wait a minute. The cover, and I put Happy Mother's Day, is upside down. And I said, how appropriate is this. Sometimes we feel like our lives are upside down. Don't you as moms? Is that appropriate? Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> and I said, I like that. I said, I feel the anointing on this one. <laughs> so how many here are moms? Raise your hand. Do who raise their hand? Michael? <laughs> Tim's raising his hand. Well, we just really commend you and, and your labor of love, the calling that's on your life as a mom, graduating. Some of us graduated into grandmom, you know. It's just grander there because we don't have to discipline there. <laughs> I think sometimes we do. Yeah, we still do, you know. But it's in a grander way. And... but. Just ask the grandkids. Don't ask mine. <laughs> Maya. They all, they, they probably all, almost everyone, almost everyone, not all of them, probably got a scolding from my mom a couple times. But we also had a lot of fun, don't we? <laughs> so you got to have fun. You got to have fun with your, 
with your grandchildren and, and, you know, even with your kids, always have fun. That, you know me. It's like when I leave, when we leave or wherever I go, somebody's going to do something, you know, even if they're traveling, you know, maybe far off to another land, I go, have fun. Oh, well, I'm going into the military and I'm like, but have fun. And it's something inside of me when I say have fun, like have the joy in whatever you do. Have the joy. I remember when we were down at Mahesh, and, and I'm going a little bit off here, Mahesh and Bonnie um, Chavda's ministry. And during, during the um, conference that we were at, who was with us? I think Sue, Lisa, Dennis, were you there? No, Sue, Lisa, I don't remember. Your mom? My mom. Your mama. And remember, I'm just asking which one, if you remember, because we were there a few times. And it's when... Um, Bonnie got word that her nephew was killed in the service. And um, she came in and her heart was so broken because he was a strong believer in the Lord too. And my husband, is you could tell she was so rattled by it, you know, and of course she would be. And my husband just could feel that, but the Lord spoke up inside of him. And said, to tell Bonnie this. Yeah, his name was Michael Wallace. Michael Wallace. And as Bonnie was just sharing her heart, the the difficulty of starting the conference and going through the conference with the loss. It was uh, actually, uh, he was also part of their congregation. Yeah. And as I was sitting there, Holy Spirit said. Well, you went behind because they asked us, like, we could go behind the curtains with them before they came out. But uh, what the Holy Spirit said to me was, no man took his life. He laid his life down. He laid his life down. And when I heard that, I thought, when the military or even police, when they take their position, they're poised. And Psalm 91 is considered to be the soldier's psalm as well. And he had that word in his heart. But... When I heard it on the inside, I very gently uh, presented it to uh, Bonnie Chavda, Dr. Bonnie Chavda. And I said, Bonnie, I want to submit this to you. I believe the Holy Spirit said this to me. And I told her what he said. And it brought such comfort to her in this regard. Not the loss, but the fact that the Lord brought more light and understanding to the sacrifice he gave for the sake of our freedom. Amen. And Amen. Many of them, you know, any anyone that goes into the service, when they sign up, a lot of times, I don't think they know what they're really signing up for. But a lot of times, you know, they're, they're signing up and they're, they're in arm's way, harm's way. And they give their lives for their country. And anyone at any time can be killed, martyred, whatever. You know, so, and when those things happen, it grips the heart of the mother, the father, grandparents, all those that have been involved in their lives. And I just think about the calling of um, today, just focusing on mothers. And the calling of a mother is truly a God-given call. Absolutely. It's a God-given call. 
you probably didn't have a clue of what to do till you conceived. And when you conceived, the clues started coming. They did. You started thinking about right away, how do I protect what's in my womb? How do I take care of? How do I nurture? And in the Lord, we know that we can begin to speak the word of God into our child. They hear. There's a voice. And they hear and they have ears. Amen? Amen. So the title of this message today is called Mothers Are Seed Planners and Harvesters. Mothers Are Seed Planners and Harvesters. It took a seed to become a mother. It took a seed to become a mother. Woman was taken out of man. In the beginning, God took woman out of man. So Eve, woman, came out of Adam. And then Adam and Eve, well, you know, and were fruitful and multiplied. And Eve conceived a child. From that point on, without women, there would be no mankind. So they are seed-bearing and harvesters. Seed-bearing in that they conceive and they give birth to children, babies. Did you ever look at an adult? There was, for instance, we were coming home one night, um, from up in Blackwood this week, and we were in separate cars. Um, I do what every mother says to their kids not to do. Don't swallow your gum. I just did. I don't know. I always, I always swallowed my gum, you know. I don't know. I hear mom say that, and I go, what's the deal? It's not going to get stuck in their intestines, you know. Well, anyway, so there was this, at the bus stop up at the corner in Hilltop, I guess it was, there were these two men that came off the bus. And when they came off, I really had to look. Because there was darkness all, all around them. They were just very, very dark. And one had a hood on. And to be honest, I'll be honest with you. First, I didn't know if it was a demon. And I don't know if I saw that or what. But it was very dark. And the other guy that was walking next to him was talking to him. And as... as they started to walk towards me. The light turned green, and I started passing them. And I really looked, and I thought, oh, my word. In that hood is a face that is so hopeless. Doesn't have a clue what hope or joy or success or a future really is without trouble all the time, uncertainty all the time. And I just... I always have tended to do this. I don't look at, sometimes we look at human beings and we look at the adult, you know, their visual appearance and we judge by the adult visual appearance. But if it was a smaller, if it was a smaller, if it was a child, 
we might find ourselves having compassion on them. Where is it? Up here? It's good? Okay. We, we have compassion on them because they're children. But I've always looked at adults and I pictured them as a baby that was, that was given birth by a mother. And I look at them and I think, oh my gosh, I don't know what happened during their life. I don't know what brought them to this place. But I know that God loves them and they had a beginning and they were innocent in that beginning. And I don't know what brought them to there, but God sent somebody to them to bring the message of hope of Jesus Christ to them. And see, they deserve it just as much as a child does. So any time we go and we pass people that are walking on the street or they're hitchhiking, I can't tell you how many that I've prayed for. So many that God would bring the word. Send, send people with the gospel into their life to, to, that they can hear the gospel. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because I think about if that was my child, what would I do? What would I want? And I want anybody. Yeah. And you know what? My trust is in God. One thing I do know, I have been in places in my life, in circumstances, in my walk with God where I just went like this. I don't know how, but I know he will. And that's where we have to get out of the hells. We try, still try to figure it out. And that's where we get caught up in fear. And we get caught up in anxiousness. And we find ourselves in a place where we're not really trusting God. So I have it as a settled thing that when I go to my father and I make my request to him and I stand on the word of God and I speak the word concerning those things, I stay concerning those things that are not as though they are and that's what I see. And it's a settled deal with me. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that's where I go, God, I don't know how you will, but I know that you will. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you will. Now, what if that simple prayer for those two men, and there's a mom that has been praying behind the scene, or there's been a grandmom behind the scene, and maybe she's on to be with the Lord, but that grandmom's prayer is still before the throne of God until it's answered. Amen? Amen? And there's a decision made. How valuable are your prayers? How valuable are you? Amen? Glory to God. So we are are seed-bearing and harvesters. Moms are. So we saw it took a seed to become a mother. Woman was taken out of man. Then she became a, let me say this, a fruit bearing tree. You're a fruit-bearing tree. Amen? Because when the seed is planted, even though it's as small as a mulberry seed, okay, which is really a bush, but if it keeps growing, it grows into a tree. And everybody, all your kids, will be able to pluck from that seed-bearing tree. Not only did you give birth to children, no matter how many, you know me, 16 kids. Really, I have 19 one of 19, I should say, because there's 16 of us alive. My mom and dad did. My mom had 19, gave, 
gave birth to 19. Three are with the Lord. So, can you think about having a legacy like that? Woohoo! Can you? That's a herd. Yeah. That's a, that, that's a whole sheepfold right there. You could start a church right with that, right there, you know? And, um, and if we had a church, like if we started, they're up to, we're up to a hundred and some in the family with nephews and nieces and all the grandies and everything else. It's so cool. When we get together, we have so much fun and they're a lot like me. They're very mischievous. So you go in there and it's like, you got to have it all planned out for the day, what you're going to do. Okay. So you gotta, you you gotta be just, you know, on the, on your toes the whole time. But what's fun, you know, being a mom is watching your children and studying your children. And I don't know about you guys, but I know when I had my babies, I would just study their little hands. Go back. Go back. Study their little hands, their little toes, their little eyes, their faces, their little, their little features, the little faces they're making. It's just everything about them. I would smell them. When I became a grandmother, oh my gosh, I would stop by the house, Raymond and Kara's and Kirsten. I can't tell you how many times I smelled that little girl. I had to stop, knock on the door, run up. I would run up the steps. It was like a tall step in, thing into their apartment. And I would go in and say, mm, I just stopped by just to smell them. Oh, you're so cute. Kissy. Smell her and give her a kiss and say, okay, see you guys later and leave. I would do that almost every day for a while. Like, here's, here comes my mom. You know, she's got to smell me. <laughs> And there was just something. It was like my, fair, my first grandchild. And it was like, wow. And then all the kids, it was like, you have to smell them. I don't know. I, that's me. I don't know what it is about that. But it's like, I have to smell them. But anyway, um, so let's move on here. So from the point <laughs> on her, on, on, from that point on, her fruit, your fruit, what's contained in it is seeds. What you sow is what you reap. Watch over your seed to protect it. How do you protect it? What is your seed? How do you make your seed grow? How do you grow up your seed? You grow up your seed by the the words that you speak over your children. You're seed bearing. You don't want rotten fruit, do you? No. Nobody wants rotten fruit. No. And rotten fruit only comes about when it's not taken care of. It's not tended to. Amen? Amen. And if it's not plucked at the right time. Because that fruit can stay on a tree or on a limb or whatever, and it can rot out if you don't pluck that at the right time. Right? Yes. Amen. So... Moms are fruit-bearing, and they're, the seeds that you plant in them, okay, is what you'll sow. So your harvesters, we're going to look at this. Let's go to Galatians 6 and verse 7, seven 8. But I'm going to do this on the message, from the Message Bible. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. So if you guys don't go there, if you, have, you don't have the Message Bible, then just listen to me, okay? Because I'd, I'd rather read it from here. So... Let's just read about what you sow is what you reap. All right? 
And let me say this, pardon me, what Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8. Let me say this to you. We had something that happened not too long ago. Um, it, was a, it was a tragedy that happened. It was um, a death of somebody that we know at a young age. And the parents, we knew were going to go through the different stages of things. It wasn't a glory hallelujah kind of thing, you know. Um, And the parents, we knew they were going to go through a stage of guilt, go through the stage of anger. And when they started going through guilt, which is almost immediately because of what took place, they started questioning about the things that they said. They start questioning their actions. They start questioning, should I have done this? Should I have done that? Have anybody do that as moms and dads? You know, you start to question your own actions. And it was like we were there to minister to them and help them through that and tell them don't go there. All of us, can I say this? All of us have said some things that are pretty stupid. We all have. Come on. We're being perfected. Okay? My spirit is perfect when I got born again. The righteousness of God came inside. But it had to be now I'm being perfected, molded, shaped into the image of who he is in me and me and him. Amen? Amen. So in that, in that process, there's some things that I said that I probably now could look back and say, that was really stupid. That wasn't fun, you know? Not a good seed, but I can dig that seed up by replacing it with the better seed. Amen? And even now, and I want to say this to some, and I I don't know if this shoe fits here, but because I know that our congregation, but if there's things that you have said Just start speaking the right seed. That's all. And if you're looking back at your past, maybe you have grandkids and you're looking back. You know what? I know people that have just gotten born again and and they had a mouth like a truck driver. Some of these women, you know. I mean, spewing out all kinds of obscenity and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, whoa, Nellie, you know. It's like, whoo-hoo, let's get you out of the truck first, you know, and get you on the ground here, and let's have a cup of coffee together. And, but working with them and helping them to get the right word in their mouth, they can undo a lot of things that they said to their children because usually you can almost see the characteristic in that parent. You're, you, can almost, you almost know what the fruit is, the fruit that's in their children, you know, And so you start to undo that, what was planted, by planting the right seed. And that is a possibility because God's word is filled with power. And it changes things. Amen? Amen. Okay, so Galatians 6, verse 7 to 8, it says, What a person plants, he will harvest. So moms, what you plant, you will harvest. Now, I'm going to read this. The person who plants selfishness, 
ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvest a crop of weeds. We don't do that. No. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. So you'll have little weeds growing around, okay, running around and, and all that stuff. I see that. I don't know about you guys, but I see a lot of that today. I see children being so disrespectful to their parents. And the parents aren't correcting them. You know what the parents are doing? Arguing back with them instead of disciplining that. I see children like just being wild and doing what they want to do. And the mom's yelling at them to come back in the house and they keep on going. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not in my house. That wouldn't happen here. But what I'm saying is if you allow and permit things because you, they're throwing guilt. There's a lot of guilt that kids are throwing on, on parents today. We see it. And society. Society's doing that, period. There's guilt. Guilt. Look at our government. Look at the news. It's sowing such bad seeds. It's, it's absolutely forming the, this, new, this young generation that's coming up to be so opinionated. My opinion in the presence of God doesn't mean a hill of beans to him. God is still God. God, God. Amen. His word is his word. Now he's understanding. But if I'm going to him to tell him I'm really upset with you and I am this and I am that, save it, busters. Because you know what? God isn't interested in that. Amen. That's a bad, disrespectful attitude. And what I'm saying is this, is that we don't want little weeds growing around. Amen? I can see it when I'm talking about it, these weeds going, you know, just little weeds growing around. But we want fruit, healthy fruit. Amen? Come on, say healthy fruit. So, and so if you, if that's what you're planning, you're going to, plant and reap and harvest a crop of weeds and he'll have to show for his life his weeds but the one who plants in response to god letting god's spirit do the growth work in him you speak in the word over them no matter what it looks like listen i've had children your children aren't born perfect hello okay they weren't born born again okay they weren't born that way They had to come to a place to receive Jesus just like us. Amen. So there's imperfection. But what does love do? Love helps to mold them and shape them. Amen. I had some really stubborn kids. Yeah. I think the only one that wasn't stubborn was Carrie and Christian till we got to a certain age. Tim, you took the top. You and Eric. Yeah. But I had stubborn kids. And it's like, if I looked at them and said, you're so stubborn, there's no hope for you. You'll never change. You'll never be this. You know, you'll never that. I never, ever, even when I was bo- wasn't born again, I never, ever, ever did that. Because I was, I, I got stung by those words. And I knew what those words do. And inside of me, I was fixed on never doing that to my own kids. Did they get reprimanded? You betcha they did. They didn't want mama. They didn't want mama mad. You know, they got reprimanded. 
they got disciplined in the way that what was needed, what was called for, because there's different types of, of discipline. Amen? But I didn't hold back. There's no holding back. Because you know what? Love cares for them. God cares for me. And so I also had to get shaped and still be in shape by the spirit of God, by the spirit of his word. We're still being shaped. And you know what? When God starts to shape it, suck it up and go with it. Let him shape you. Don't fight against him, you know. And so this and so there's a way to bring that. To, to a child. But it says, but the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. So let's now allow our lives not, or let, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. At the right time, you will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Don't give up, moms. You're going to reap something absolutely wonderful and beautiful. You will. So don't give up on your seed. Amen. Speak the word of God. Speak over that seed so that you're going to harvest a plentiful, bountiful fruit from that seed. Amen. And what do you see? I look at our kids today and I am so proud of every one of our children. I'm proud of our grandchildren. You know why? Because we've trained our children to work hard. They all had structure. They all had, they all had chores when they were children. As soon as they could start walking and moving around, the kids had chores. If it was to pick up their little toys and put it here, whatever it was to do, you can ask my children. They, when they could go like this, you know what they had in their hand? A paper towel and Windex. Okay, let's get the fingerprints off the, the door. I taught my children to clean up, clean after themselves, respect what's in the house. Keep a clean, neat, and tidy house. Teach your children that. It's good for them. It's healthy for them. Amen? Amen. Amen. So there's structure. So you put the structure... All this weaving in your child that you've done over the years, and in it you'll see the fruit of it. Because now my kids, they have wonderful homes. They have wonderful spouses. I'm proud of them. Every one of our kids are hardworking kids. Very hardworking and great providers. So we're blessed to see the fruit of our labor. Amen? And now I see what they're doing with their children. It's the same thing. They're out working. They're teenagers. They're working. A lot of teenagers don't want to work. But see, you, we see our fruit still producing of, of its kind. And what we put in them, that's what they're putting also in them. Especially, oh, oh, by the way, let me say this. Let me say this, especially when the kids say, when I grow up, I'll never do that to my kids. Bet me they won't. Man, I heard that all the time, Lisa. I know. I mean, I heard that over and over and over again. I'll never, I'll say, well, that's all right. When that happens, you know, when you have your own kids, you can do what you want. But as far as my house, for me and my house, we will follow the rules. And that was it. Done deal. 
Amen? Pastor Carol, you seem like you were so strong and so mean. No, I was loving. I was caring. I was probably the only mom in the block that could keep my kids in line and structure. Listen, I had mothers from around the other block that would come running. Like, actually, they came up, came right up to me. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, what do my kids do? I see these angry moms coming. And it's like, oh, my word, they're coming right at me. Walked right up my lawn, right in me, into my face, about my kids. And I'm like, I'm going to kill them inside. I'm like, I'm going to kill them. What are they doing? Now, you know I'm saying that in love. But I'm going to, man, when I get a hold of them, oh, and I'm just listening to it. But see, here my kids were being teased and bullied. And we didn't use the word bully back then. But they were being beat up, bullied, and we're teaching them to love, turn the cheek, all this stuff. And finally, their father says, look, forget about turning the cheek. You know what? Give them one good bop, and that's it, and they'll know who's boss, and they won't torture you anymore. Is that, is that terrible to say? No, it's not terrible to say. It really isn't. But you know what? That's what my kids did. They went over and went bop. The kids went home, started crying to their parents. And I can't tell you how many times our kids would come home crying. Please, can I? Please, can I? And then we would say, no, don't do that. That's not the Christian thing to do. We got to pray and believe God that God would. And then they come back home. Bam. You know, it's like, please, can we? Please, can we? And finally, we just said, you know what? But that's it. Defend yourself, but only if they hit first. Okay, so I got a reaction. And how did I handle it? I zipped my lip because there was no use of shouting back at two wild mothers. I have to confess to you. What? And to the church. (laughs) Uh, I didn't say, wait till they hit you. I said, if you so much as think they're going to hit you, I said, drop them like a bad habit. Hit them in the nose and spread the blood all over their face so they'll never forget. You didn't say it, say it like that. Yeah, but our I did. kids, but you know what? I'll I just you, never told I'll you. I'll tell you what happened. The mothers came up to me. They were screaming and yelling at me and everything else. And these are just boys growing up, you know? You know what's funny? That moms or adults hold that offense against each other. I didn't. I, they just screamed, yelled, did what they, what they had to, and they got in their cars and left. And I went, And I'm just standing there on the side of our hill. You remember that? And I was talking to Donna Boyle. And I was like another neighbor. And she's just standing there like, what just happened? And I just thought, oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Do you know what happened? I did not keep an offense to that. I was not offended. I didn't hold on to it. So what did I do? I just started praying for them. You know what ended up happening some years ago? What ended up happening was they came to the Lord and I had Bible study with them. Isn't that awesome? Because I didn't respond back to them. And you know what? They saw then afterwards what was going on. And my husband wanted to go talk to the father. But anyway, so you have kids, okay? So you're molding, shaping, and everything else. All right, let's move on here, okay? We all have stories. We all, and some of you might say, man, I never went through that stuff, Carol. Thank God. That's all I can say. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, everybody's so different, you know. Um, 
and, and what goes on in the family is different. And who your kids are, the type of personalities that they have, it's all so different, all right? So the seeds that we are harvesting today, listen to this, were planted by the words of your mouth yesterday. The seeds you are harvesting today were planted by the words of your mouth yesterday. And I'm going to read Proverbs 13, verse 3 in the Message Bible so you can just listen along with me, okay? Oops, I'm right there. 13, 3. Careful words make for a careful life. Careful words make for a careful life. Careless talk may ruin everything. Oh, Josh, you got it. Thanks, bud. Careless talk may ruin everything. So the seeds that you plant are very, very important. Amen? Amen. So watch, watch the words that you speak. If you have spoken, there were times I did go to my children, moms, and I'm sure some of you have. Some of you might be apologizing too much. You don't have to apologize. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart for what you, you're training. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Okay. So, being a mother is discovering strengths you didn't know you had. Did you? Can you relate to that? Oh, man. <laughs> if, I let you, if I let you women loose... If I let you women loose, we would be here all day today. Yeah. Because if, because if I asked you for some stories, we would be here all day. Bring, being a mother is discovering strengths you didn't know you had and dealing with fears you never knew existed. What? Fears? Yes. Come on, let's be real. Yes. There's certain fears that you had to overcome and get the word of God in your heart so you could speak that over your child. Amen? And all types of fears, but I'm not going to go into that, but all kinds of things. Thank God for the word that is filled with power. Amen? Glory to God. Thank God for the word. Thank God we can stand on his word that changes situations. And that's why I encourage you, all of you, to be people, students of the word. Know the word. Shape the atmosphere with the word. Shape your children with the word of God. Plant those seeds inside of them so you can reap a good harvest. Amen? Because listen, what you're training them up to be, they also are going to end up being seed planters. And guess whose tree is still growing and fruit being plucked off of it? Your tree. Amen? It's your legacy. Glory to God. So, choose seed words that speak life. Josh, can you put up Proverbs 3, verses 4? Did we just read that? No, five and six. I'm sorry, bud. Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six.
I love being a mom. I love being a mom. Even though my mom, momhood has changed <laughs> because my children are adults. They're grown up. They have their own children, got married, have their own children, you know. So my momhood changed a little bit. It was like when they were children, I was carrying them and, and, and holding them. Then I had to put them down. And when they got to teenage years, then I was walking behind them, still trying to push them, letting them go out, you know, okay, to test the waters here or whatever. And, but I'm still behind them. But it got to a place where now I'm walking beside my children as friends. Amen? But I'm still mom because they go, Mom, what about this? Or they, sometimes they just kind of come and put, pour out their heart a little bit to me. And it's like I'm there just to listen and give advice, you know. And I'm still doing this, though, in my advice. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. And don't try to figure out. That's what I was saying. Don't try to figure out. Know that God will. Trust God from the bottom of your heart, moms. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. He's the one that will keep your children on track, no matter what their age. I just emphasize that. No matter what their age. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. But just I'm going to stop there. Don't assume that you know it all. Because you know what? Every situation is so different. And I don't know what is going on. I don't know how to handle it. But I know who does. And I'm smart enough. I was stupid sometimes figuring out on my own. I was pretty dumb in that. But I got smart after it wasn't working out to run to God and ask God. Amen? Amen. How about you? Anybody, anybody here do that too? Yeah, I'm sure all of us have. God has planted. Here's the next thing I want to say to every one of you. And I've said this to you before. There's greatness in you, but God has planted greatness in you. You know why? Because you had the seed of the word in you. See, God is a harvester. He's a seed planter and he's a harvester. Amen. That's who God is. Everything with God starts with the seed. So we are like God. Amen? Amen. But we have to take the word of God and keep. Now we're planting his seed and we are watering that seed by speaking that that word over the seed that was planted. Amen? Amen? So moms, you got a big job to do. There's greatness in you. Don't give up on your little people. Don't give up on your little people. Don't give up on your big people. They're yours. We know they belong to God. And we know there comes a point where they belong to their spouse. But there's still connection in your heart. You cannot take the heart out. God didn't create us that way. And I watch even my big people go through some hard things. And my word is still the same. What God says about it, that's what I will speak. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank God for tongues. I'll tell you that. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. 
because I water it in the Holy Ghost. Amen. By speaking and praying over it in other tongues and praising God. But don't give up on those little people and those big people. You love them. Your patience and faithfulness will be exactly what they need to make a complete turnaround. Think about it. Your patience, your understanding is probably what they need to make a turnaround. Maybe when they get older, it's not always telling them what they should do and blah, 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 blah. Don't give up on them. God didn't. Why should we? Amen? Amen. Let's confess this together, okay? All the moms here, I want us to confess this out loud, all right? Let's all stand for a moment. But moms, let's just confess this. God is with me. I can't hear you. Moms. Boy, some of you have really hoarse voices, maybe too much testosterone in there. Yeah. All right, ready? God is with me. His power strengthens me. His love surrounds me. Saturating even the most difficult circumstances. All right, let's say that one again. Saturating even the most difficult circumstances. With hope. See, those, those seeds that you've been planting, the word that you've been speaking, praying over them in other tongues is filled with creative hope. There's creative power in it. Amen? Amen. You guys are, are awesome. You're harvesters, and you're going to pluck from all the work that you have toiled over the years and everything that you've done in love. Listen, the blessings of God are going to overwhelm you. You might not see it right now, okay? But I'm telling you, I can promise you, because we are experiencing it ourselves, that, that, that you are going to be overwhelmed with the fruit and the blessings of what you've planted and what, you've, what you have sown all through, through tears, through laughter, through love, through patience, Sometimes with heartache, okay? But you push through. Don't quit. Say, I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. We don't serve a God of performance. We don't serve a God of performance, but a God of love with great understanding. You can go to him anytime. That's what that scripture that we were reading. Go to him. You can't do it on your own. You're finally going to come to your senses where you can, you're going to realize, I, I, I can't do it on my own. God's not looking for performance, everybody. He's looking for the heart. God knows your heart. God knows what's really going on. Maybe we blew it about how we went about it, okay? But we learned from it. We learned from it. God's not a God of performance, but a God of love with great understanding. Always remember this. One who makes no mistakes never makes, listen, never makes anything. Sit down now. We're almost done. Let me repeat that. I love this. One who makes no mistakes never makes anything. 
whenever we go somewhere, or so even the ministry of helps, I remember back in 1980, whenever we started, and I started up the ministry of helps in the first church we have plant. I told everybody there, I expect you to make mistakes. I, I expect you to make mistakes. We probably had a couple hundred serving in the ministry of helps. I said, I expect you to make mistakes. So don't put yourself down when you make a mistake. Because the one who's willing to step out to make the mistake is the doer. The one who doesn't is one who will never make anything. Did you ever take a piece of clay? Did you ever go on one of those workshops and start molding with clay? I didn't, but I've watched enough. But I did with like some, some stuff like pottery. And just started molt and shaping and shaping. It's like, ah, oh, I don't like that. Or did you ever do something like, you know, with ceramics or something and you didn't? And, ah, oh, I don't like that. But you didn't quit. You went back. You kept working at it and kept working at it. See, God didn't quit on you. He's still working at you. Amen. Don't quit on yourselves. Don't quit on your children. Don't do that. I'm just encouraging you. You're good moms. You're good moms. Don't beat yourself up. And don't let your kids beat, your, beat you up. You put your foot down and say, don't, don't you speak that to me. Now you apologize. Oh, Tim, Carrie remembers this. How about apologizing? I don't know how many times you had apologized. Whew. Not just to our kids, to the neighbors. Huh? That's in the past. You can't remember those things. It's as a sea of forgetfulness. It swam away. He, he was a stinker. But if my kids, they got in a fight or got angry at each other, I made them, they had bunk beds, you know, one on this side, one on that side of the wall. I made them sit there. There wasn't too much space in between, but I made them sit there and look at each other and stare at each other. I knew what was going to happen. They would start laughing. Got them to the place to say, I'm sorry. And then I made them, the boys, I made them give each other a hug. I'm not going to hug them. Like, you know, at a certain age, you know, I'm not going to give them a hug. It's all done. It's all over. Come on. You know, we're not leaving this room till it's all done. It's all over. And you know what? We dealt with it instead of holding on to something. So Tim was doing that often. Amen. Anyway. (laughs) Trust in the Lord with all your heart, moms. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on God's understanding. Amen. He's there to help you through this calling. He's the one that created the calling. He's the one that's the master of this calling. He's the one that knows how this calling works. So you need him. Amen. That is the whole beauty of learning total, or leaning totally on the creator of seeds and his wisdom. We're going to end with this. Proverbs 18, verse 15. Wise women. Do we have that? Oh, Proverbs 18, Josh, verse 15. I like this scripture. Josh. Hey, Josh. We doing songs? (laughs) Proverbs 18 in the message, bud. Verse 15. 
Thanks. No. I don't think that's it. Okay. Cut out the men. Wise women are always learning, always listening for fresh insights. Okay? Bop over to Titus chapter 2. Josh, it's in the Amplified. This is promise, last scripture. Titus chapter 2, verse 3, starting with verse 3. Titus chapter 2. Are you there, bud? Okay. Older women similarly are to be reverent in their behavior. Now, I'm reading this for a reason. I've shared this with you guys several times during Mother's Day messages or with women's group or whatever. But you know what? There's this thing where it just seems like a generation is cutting off the wisdom of the older generation. Well, we have our way of doing it. But Dr. Spock, there's no more Dr. Spocks. In fact, they don't even know who it is. But my doctor told me to do it this way. And my doctor told me this, and my doctor told me this, and my doctor told me this, and I'm like, oh. You know, my kids, finally, I think it was Tim, I told Tim one day, and He's walking around. What happened? You dropped something on your toe? It was ugly. At work? Remember when it got infected? About a year ago? Huh? You fractured it? Oh, the pipe dropped down on it? Yeah. And it got fractured, and your toenail, was was that coming off? Oh, yeah. So in it... In it, and that, you were walking around like that for how long? And I kept saying to him, I said, Tim, just go get Epsom salt, you know. I know, I know Elena would say things, but I, I, I you know, here's an old-fashioned remedy. Go get Epsom salt. It worked. It works. Go get Epsom salt and just, you know, soak your foot in it. I guarantee it'll start drawing out the, you know, the pus and all that stuff. And I would ask him, did you get the Epsom salt? No. Did you get the Epsom salt? No. How's your toenail? Really hurts. Really getting bad. He's wearing work boots, steel tip. Bad, 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 bad. And finally, I just thought, are you kidding me? I went and got the Epsom salt. And I thought, okay, this seems like a mom that's intruding here. You know, do whatever you want with it. Here's the Epsom salt. This is wisdom. This is old-fashioned. This is a senior. We know what works, and we know what's going to help you, okay? Uh, The doctor's going to tell you to come in. We'll pull your toenail off, and then we'll do all this stuff. Listen, avoid getting your toenail pulled off. Just get yourself some Epsom salt. Soak your toe in the Epsom salt. Give me me the old time. I'm just saying this, church, for this reason. Let the older ones help speak into the younger ones, into your lives. The younger parents don't want anybody older speaking into their lives. And I'm not saying like you choose spiritual older women to speak and help you. Let them pass on wisdom to you. Amen. Very important. Let's do what the scripture says. Amen. We didn't get grand and have roots for silver roots for no reason. Okay, we're covering it up. 
All right, we all want to look younger. I got that, you know. If not, my hair would be white, not even silver. It's white up there. So, but older women similarly are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor addicted to much wine, teaching what is right and good. Go to the next one, Josh. So that they may encourage who? To tenderly love their husbands and their children, verse 5, to be sensible, pure, makers of a good home where God is honored, good-natured, being subject to their own husbands so that the word of God will not be dishonored. So the old and the young need each other to encourage one another, to help each other. Amen? Amen. Isn't the word of God filled with so much? Moms, you are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful species. Only God could put that calling in you. And only he carries the manual. Amen? And where did he put that manual? Right in your heart. And you know, did you ever feel like if God just reached in there and just flipped that page over in your heart when you didn't know what to do? Amen? Amen? Just flipped it right over, and all of a sudden, wisdom came. See, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we bless all the moms, and we're grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, who has anointed his mothers and grandmothers, And maybe one day we'll all be saying (laughs) great-grandmothers. But you're blessed. I want to say this to you, to all of you. There's a lot of challenges today. We know that. I, I don't take that lightly at all. We have faced our own challenges. And we know that challenges are coming in many different ways today. Don't, don't ever quit on trusting God. God is a big God, and he always steps in right when you need him. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, I want to do this. What time is it? Okay. I'd like all the moms, if you could just come up here real quick. Okay? I need you, yeah, if you could move this. All moms, come on up here for a moment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hey, Tim, you know that last song that we played? Can you just put that on just very, like, yeah, through it all. Hallelujah. Um, I need, you know, I'm going to ask, because they weren't here for the message, but I'm going to ask... um, Maya, who did? Kate went back to take them. Maya, can you go back there and maybe help Kate out too? Maybe we can keep the kids back there, but help them out. Danny, could you help out back there with the kids? Thanks. Tell the moms to quickly come out here, Danny. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I just know that all of you have wisdom to share with all of us. I know that. I'm not the perfect mom, you know, being perfected. I was being perfected 
into my motherhood. I had good training from my mom, excellent training. I probably didn't go through some of the things that maybe you guys went through because I was trained at a very young age. You had to figure it out as you were going. I, I got that structure. Ten years old, I was taking care of all those kids. Made my first turkey dinner at ten years old. Beat that one. Yeah. So... You didn't want to eat my first cake, though. That was homemade, and I was just trying to make a chocolate. So I put, um, what's that seasoning for steak? Come on. A1. A1 sauce in it. I was doing everything to make it look chocolate, you know. I did everything. It took, it, it was like about three hours to bake that cake. It got about this high, and I sent it to the hospital with my mom or with my dad for my mom, and she took a slice of it. It was the most disgusting thing she ever tasted. I made another one. I made all my brothers and sisters eat it. You know, they had to eat it. And I did whatever it took, you know, but that was my first homemade cake. And my mom still talks about it. And she said to my husband, or to my father, she said, Noel, don't you dare say a word to Carol. Don't you dare, you know. And tell her that I like the cake. It was very good. <laughs> but you know what? Because it took so long for it to bake, I never made another one after those two. That was it. One for the kids and one for my mom. That was it. But you know what? I didn't have to go through that stuff. But I went through other challenges with some of my kids that I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I remember times when the enemy was screaming so hard and so loud in my ears. And it was almost to give up, give up, give up the fight because it seemed hopeless. And then my God, who is so faithful, my God stepped in and started laughing. He laughed so loud inside of me. I know what that sound sounds like in heaven. His laughter. And he said, Carol, I'm laughing at the enemy. It's like, step back. I'm laughing at the enemy. I've got it under control. And it's done. Amen. So I am one where I have to have control. Like, that was my nature, like being in control of everything, because that's the way I was brought up. And I had to learn to relinquish the control. Had to learn at different times to let God and give in to God, cave in to Him. And there are learning steps that we all go through. But all I can tell you is what the message says. God, God. Not God is God. God, God. There is no is in between in the original. It's God, God. Trust him that he'll turn the situations around. Let him fill your hearts with hope again. Let him bless you with comfort and strength. He is turning your situation around. Do you hear me? He is turning your situation around. So I just felt from the Lord this morning, the leading of the Lord. I was praying last night, putting this together and all. And I just said, Lord, breathe into them strength and hope and power, I ask, if you choose to do it. 
And that was my heart cry. This morning, he said, do it. And I will breathe into them. In other words, lay hands on them. And I'll breathe into them what they need. Every Lydia, every, everything that you stood for is changing. 